Greetings from Wolfish Bay, Namibia, and uh, we will be sharing again on oneness, the economy of grace, and uh, I'm really uh, hoping that you would get this message. I really hope that you would get this message, understand what I'm saying. Um, you know, in my spirit, I try to move on with the message, but somehow I seem to just be saying the same thing over and over, a different way, different angle, just uh, as if the Lord doesn't want me to just rush through it or just finish it and build line upon line, but stay here, say the same thing, bore the people, you know, repeat, say it. Hopefully, someone will be able to shift a mindset, a mindset that, 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 that makes us think in the lines of, we will lack, where will we get, how will we survive, you know, um, let me just get as much as I can and just hold on to it, um, you know, this mindset, but grace must free you, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ must free you, open you up and, and just allow you to experience um, an overflow of God's goodness. I spoke in the previous session about how that when we distribute um, the grace of God or that which we have and it represents God's grace, we are actually administrating the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I wanted you to really understand how that we can, in this time um, where we are, we can meet our needs when we understand that we must distribute we really need to get free from the fear of lack. And uh, I want to read a scripture, and it is from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. We read from verses 1. Um, it says, You're moreover, brethren, we do to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Now, Paul speaks about a grace that is bestowed upon this church in Macedonia. Um, the word bestowed means given, uh, distributed unto them. This church walked in a grace and, and it says, I want you to know about this grace that was at work in their lives and that was upon them, upon them all and how it made them walk in such a way that that was just, you know, can sometimes you know, confound you in your natural mind. And how can a people like this do the stuff that they are doing? And when we read on here in verses 2, it says, How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and the deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. And, and he says here, there's this grace upon them. And I want you to understand this grace that's upon this church of Macedonia, how that in their great trial of affliction, in their great sufferings, great difficulties, challenges, it says it abounded unto their great joy. Um, there, there, there was an abundance of joy. Uh, it's amazing how today when we suffer, then we are depressed, we are saddened, we are full of sorrow, but he says these people have great trials, great sufferings and difficulties, 
but it abounded unto their joy. It brought abundance of joy. And, and, and so what happens is that they were ruling over their circumstances. Then it goes on to say, out from the, and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. They were in poverty, but they began to abound um, unto the riches of their liberality. They began to give freely. The grace that was at work within their lives made that in their poverty they began to become givers. And not just givers, but they abounded, they overflowed. There was a, they, they were abounded, they went beyond their circumstances, beyond the restriction. What does this tell you? This tells you that you can't say, Pastor, you don't understand. I have got, I have got such deep financial problems. And to say, yo, um, I'm eating breadcrumbs. I can't enjoy what you are enjoying. You don't understand my situation. But here Paul is saying, these people in their deep poverty, they began to overflow in giving. Why? Because grace was upon them. And as we read in the book of Acts chapter 4, that great grace was upon them all, and all of a sudden, the Bible says, and they began to give. There was no one that lacked. And they began to give, and they took what they had, and they started to distribute. And, and so all everybody's needs were met, and they brought everything that they sold, and the money, and they laid it down at the apostles' feet, and the apostles made distribution as every person had need. It's amazing that, that if you're going to wait for your circumstances to change before you change the way you give, you are going to stay in that area. You are going to stay in the same circumstance. It will just continue. But if you want to change it, you're going to have to change your giving. You're going to have to start giving and not just collecting and not just keeping and not just holding, but you're going to have to start opening up your hand liberally start giving. I'm not talking about reckless giving. I'm not talking about being, uh, you know, doing uh, things that are just um, really going to give you some problems. I'm talking about taking little steps, a uh, little, you know, give a 10 rand, give a 20, then give a 50, then give a 100, then give a 200. And before you know it, you can't believe what you are giving and how you are bounding in the riches of your liberality when you were in the deep poverty situation, uh, of a situation of deep poverty. Um, it says here, this is what happened to them. And, and it says, verse number three, it says, for to their power I bear record, yes, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. There was a willingness inside of them. Um, they were in deep poverty, they had great trials of afflictions, but there was a willingness on the inside. And that willingness um, is what made them give. But that's why, that's why I said to you in, a, in one of our very early sessions, I told you that, that grace is something that, that is deposited into your heart, not only in your spirit, but also in your heart. 
as Hebrews chapter 13 says that our hearts must be established with grace. And so grace must be in our hearts and it produces that freedom in your heart, that willingness in your heart, that, 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 that it moves your heart to want to give. And, and so it says, that verses 4 it says, they were praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. Now, um, those were, they, they sort of in a sense begged the Apostle Paul and uh, the team that was with him, please take this offering, take this gift. And the Bible says that, that, that they wanted Paul to receive their gift. Now, what Paul was saying, they had to beg him, they had to entreat him, they had to say, please, take it. Uh, you know, sometimes I have, sometimes I think twice about receiving a gift from somebody when I know their situation that they are in, when I know how much they are struggling financially and the difficulties they are in. And you think, Lord, and I say to myself, Lord, this person is talking about giving, you know, uh, X amount. Should I really take this? Can't I just take it and give it back or something like that? Because, you know, you, you're thinking, but then I look at my own life and I say, but, you know, in, when I was in my situation, how did I get out? I gave. And, and then I realized, but I cannot tell the person, um, you know, don't give it. Because that is the way that you come out. And so then, what Paul was having the same problem. He was having this problem. Here he comes to a church in Macedonia and he finds that they are in deep poverty and they're having great trials of affliction. And he's amongst them and the grace of God is working in their lives. And as the grace is working in their lives, there's such a willingness that arises in their hearts. And all of a sudden, these people want to give. And, and Paul, seeing their circumstance and the, the poverty that surrounds them, and, and then saying, and then they had to beg him, take the gift. What was the gift? What was the gift? That was the offering that they wanted to give. The, 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 the financial um, distribution, just like in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1, the collection for the saints, they wanted to be part of the ministering unto the saints. It says here, if you read it, it says, and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. This word fellowship in the Greek is the Greek word kanonia. It is the word for communion. And it's also a word, as they rightly put it here, for fellowship. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42, it says, And the church walked, they devoted themselves to apostles' doctrine, to fellowship, to breaking of bread and prayers. That word fellowship in, in, in Acts chapter 2, verses 42, is the exact same word for fellowship here. Communion. They said, we want to be in the communion. And when you understand communion, you know that you are sharing in the same body. You know that what you have is for the body. The grace that you have received is not for you alone, but it is meant to be distributed. Paul said, if you understand the dispensation of the grace of God that is given to me for you, 
if you understand that the grace that was in the Lord Jesus Christ, how he, how he emptied himself of what he had and he made himself poor that we through his poverty could become rich. Grace was always meant to be distributed. Grace was always meant to be given. Grace was never meant just to be kept. It was meant to be distributed. It was supposed to be free. That's why the Bible says Jesus went around doing good. And, and it was that spirit of generosity, that spirit of freedom and the spirit of giving no matter what he had. He gave a prayer. He gave a healing. He gave a deliverance. He gave a comfort, a hug. He gave love. He gave the gifts that he had. He distributed him. He emptied himself of what he possessed uh, because it was given to him to free people. So what I'm saying here is that is that they wanted to be part of the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And that ministering to the saints is where the breaking of bread takes place. And the fellowship is the table. You are coming to this understanding that what we have received, we have received it from one person, Jesus Christ. And he has broken up his body and distributed us it amongst each other. That I have received grace. You have received grace. And we have received all different kinds of grace. The various kinds of grace that is distributed amongst the body of Christ. And out of that body, out of that place where this fellowship, where we know we belong to each other. Where we know that what is in you is my possession. It's my inheritance. It's the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that is given to you for me. To edify me, to build me, to lift me up. These saints, as the grace of God was working in their lives, it brought them this freedom in their heart, this understanding that they are sharing in the body. They are part of the same body. Though they are many, they are one bread. And they understood it and they wanted to distribute their bread. They wanted to distribute what they possessed. They wanted to distribute what was given to them and what was in their hands. And out of their deep, deep poverty they began to give distribute because of the grace of God that was at work and Paul said man I see the deep poverty but do I have to receive this and they said listen please please take it and the Bible says uses the word here in the King James Version it says they pleaded with Paul and said receive the gift and the Greek word for gift is charis grace now remember in the last session I, I read verse 7 where it says you are bound in faith, you are bound in utterance, you are bound in knowledge, you are bound in diligence, you are bounding in your love. But I want you to abound in this grace also. What is this grace? The grace of giving in the area of finances and what you possess. Abound, increase. It says I want you to increase, I want you to overflow. And so what is the grace that that, that these uh, Macedonians wanted Paul to receive. It was their offering. It was what they possessed. It, it, their deep poverty abounded unto their free spirit of giving. Right? And when you look at this, that's why I tell you, if you understand 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1, if you understand those first three verses, this whole chapter makes sense. You just understand what's happening here. That what they gave to Paul was a gift. Paul didn't manipulate their giving. 
Paul didn't force them to give. They understood and out of their own willingness on the inside, they began to distribute, they began to give freely. And therefore what they were giving Paul was a gift. And the gift was grace. Yet it was something physical that he had to receive at the same time. And so it's so beautiful what it is saying here. Verses 5 it says, And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave them their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. They not only gave what they possessed, they gave themselves unto the Lord firstly. And then they gave themselves unto their leaders. And then they also gave what they possessed, what they had. The little bit that they had, but as they gave what they had, moved by the grace of God, it only increased and caused them to abound in their giving. That means their giving continued and their giving increased and their giving went beyond what they gave at first. It was, there was an abundance. And, 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 and when you look at this, you know, sometimes we can't give because we haven't given ourselves to our, to our Lord Jesus the way we should give ourselves. You know, uh, sometimes we have this way of giving ourselves to Jesus so half-heartedly. Jesus, I give you my heart. Thank you, save me. And all you're hoping for is that he solves your problem. And then further on, you don't give him anything else. But when you are able to give yourself first, surrender your life, give everything to him, surrender your life. If you've surrendered your life, then everything belongs to him. Why are you still fighting of giving the things that are in your hand? Because you've given then your whole life to him. And sometimes why we can't give ourselves even to our leaders is because we can't even give ourselves properly unto the Lord because we, it, it causes a death to ourselves. But this church in Macedonia, the grace of God was working in their lives in such a way. Why was it working that way? Because when they gave their life to Christ, they gave their life to him out of deep, deep trials, great difficulties. It was not a matter of they were still comfortable. It was a matter of if they perhaps gave their life, they were literally giving their lives. And so they had to give. We have to give ourselves to the Lord. We also have to give ourselves to our leaders. And we have to give what we possess. There's just, this is what the word says. There's just nothing we can say about it. But this is now not my my. my, my Really what I want to get into. But verse 6. In so much that we desire Titus. That as he had began. Um, so he would also finish in you. The same grace also. Again the grace. What grace? Titus was supposed to finish the grace. What is the finishing of the grace? If I have received a hundred Namibian dollars. And somebody gives it to me and says, I want you to give it faithfully to Peter. This hundred Namibian dollars, JP, is not for you. But I'm entrusting you because I'm not going to see the person. I want you to give it to Peter. And when I give it, and when I give it to Peter, and the person who gave it to me gave it freely, and I faithfully give it to Peter, what has happened? I just finished the grace. And, and that 
and in me receiving this hundred million dollars and giving it to Peter, I was administrating the grace of God. I was administrating God's grace to another. And when I did that, and when I did it faithfully, I finished the grace of God in the life of Peter. And this is what, and this is what Paul is saying here. He's saying, we, we desire Titus, um, that he would also, as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace. Verses 7, therefore as you are bound in everything. See, he knows they are abounding. These are the people that are in trials. These are people that are in deep poverty. They are bounding in their faith. They trust in God in their great trials. They, they, they are bounding in the ability to speak the word and to minister and encourage people. They are bounding in their understanding in their great trials, in their deep poverty. They are bounding in their understanding and in these things. And he says you are bounding in all these things and your love and the way that even though in your trials you are loving people, you're loving your brethren, you're doing these things. And he says, but I want you, you Corinthian church, I want you to learn from them, the Macedonian church, how that in their deep poverty, they were giving, they were giving, they were giving. There is no, there, there is actually no, you can't say it's my, my situation. You have to give. And verse 80 says, I speak not by commandment, but by the occasion of the forwardness of others and to, pro, to prove the sincerity of your love. Um, and, and when you see when you see the love, when we distribute, the Bible says uh, a scripture that we all know so well, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And the Bible says, if you say you love, how is it that when you see your brother have need, that you close your bowels of compassion and you don't give anything? I say, so in your giving, you were demonstrating your love. And Paul says, I want you. You, you, were, you, you Corinthian church, you were willing. You, you, you spoke about giving and you were saying, yes, I will do this and I will do that. And he says, now I want to prove the sincerity of your love. Was there love? Are you going to do it? Verses 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. And there's a principle in here, how that we continuously empty ourselves. Continuously empty. We receive from our Father, we empty ourselves of what we have received. And in doing that, He continually resources us to continuously give. He ministers seed to the sower. He ministers seed to the sower. Uh, I mean, time fails me to go through this chapter verse by verse, all because we understand what the grace is. According to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, the first three verses, understand that verse. It's a key to understand what these chapters are saying. Chapter 8 and chapter 9, verse by verse, it just unlocks. It just brings an understanding. The administration of grace is in these verses, in these verses or in these chapters. The grace and how we're supposed to give and the love and how it doesn't matter the situation as long as you start distributing. 
if these things just make sense. Um, he says, understanding how, how Jesus became poor, that we out of his poverty become rich. And Paul says, out of this understanding, I want to give you my advice. In verses 10 he says, and herein I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. He says, I know you spoke about this when I, when I was last with you. You spoke about, yeah, we want to give. We want to share in the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. We want to help our brothers and sisters. He says, you said this to me when I was last with you. And when you read the chapter and you take 1 Corinthians chapter 16, you come to the understanding that they had spoken and Paul had spoken to them and they had said that they were going to give and so on. And Paul now was boasting about the Corinthian church to the Macedonian church. He was boasting about they, how they said they were going to give and so on. And Paul didn't want to look like a fool. So then he said to them, I'm sending someone in advance. And when he comes, take up the offering so long, the collection. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Take it up so long. And this is why I'm sending someone so that, so that when I boasted about you, I will not look like a fool because there was nothing when I came. And he, in a sense, he says, I'm not doing this because I want something, but because, because of your willingness and what you spoke to me. And now I'm boasting about you. And now I want to make sure that I'm not boasting like a fool. I'm saying, hey, there are people who want to give. So I sent somebody in advance so that that person could collect already the, that which you were willing to do now I want to prove the sincerity of your love. And um, this is just such an awesome chapter. Um, you know, we will continue this again on my next um, broadcast or recording that I'm doing. And I just want to encourage you, doesn't matter the, the poverty that you are experiencing, you can give yourself out of it. And, uh, and don't feel manipulated. Don't feel forced. Take your time. Understand what I'm saying. And out of understanding, give. And move and obey. Um, there's just no other way for you to come out. You want to abound in this grace? You're going to have to apply the principles related to this grace of being able to give abundantly and still have your needs met. May the Lord really help you by His Spirit to understand. May He give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that your eyes will be opened. Don't close your heart when I speak to you about this area of giving. Rather open your heart and ask the Lord to speak to you, to show you this thing. I'm not forcing you to give. I'm just telling you the reality. This is the way it works. So it's your choice. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to try and, I don't know, what's the word? But all I'm saying is, listen, pay attention, meditate, and let the Lord speak to you. So from me, JP here in Wolfish Bay, Namibia, 
God bless you and see you next time.